Welcome to the Pop My Culture Podcast. I'm Cole Stratton. And I'm Vanessa Ragland. Hey, wow, that's a weird way to pronounce your own name. I'm just going on a roller coaster today. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, very exciting news here at the Pop My Culture Podcast. Uh, we are, this is our 61st episode, I believe. 61 but, episodes young. Which everybody commemorates. Oh, yeah. Big old 61. It's the paper that's episode. That's right. It's the home runs that Roger Marison. What? Never mind. Uh, anyways, <laughs> it's uh, we are moving to the Nerdist Network. Woo! Right? We're so excited. We're joining some really great podcasts, and we uh, love Chris Hardwick and everything that Nerdist is about. And so we're super excited to begin this new chapter of our podcast. Yeah, we're one of, I now think, a dozen shows on the network, which includes... Cheaper by the dozen. <laughs> includes Cheaper by the dozen, the podcast. Uh, I, I think the Nerdist, uh, let's see, there's... Thrilling Adventure. Thrilling Adventure Hours on there, Making It with Ricky Lindholm. Uh, Big Pop Fun with Tom Wilson. Yep. Uh, Sex Nerd Sandra, The Indoor Kids. I'm just running this off the top of my head. I'm not even looking I know, at he doesn't even have a list Doom right now. That's pretty, crazy. Pretty good there, right? Car Alarm, which is coming off <laughs> from outside right now. Uh, and a bunch of other stuff. Yep. Uh, we're really excited to be part of this. So uh, our podcast will still be you know, on iTunes. We're listed on the Nerdist page there with Nerdist Industries and stuff. You can we're still just look up website. Pop My Culture. Yeah, yep. website will still be there. We'll also be on the Nerdist website. Um, so there's a couple places to find us. Um, and so, yeah. thank you, Nerdist, for welcoming us into your family. We can't wait to be yeah. your annoying little cousin. Can't wait to be there. Uh, we are uh, listener-supported. Correct. Uh, and there will probably be new listeners who have never heard us before because of uh, the Nerdist connection. Welcome, too. So, hello. Uh, we have a website, popmyculturepodcast.com. There's a donate button on that site. So, you know, it's a freak show. We have a lot of fun doing it, but there are costs associated with it. So anything helps. Every little bit helps and every big bit helps, too. That's right. And if you do donate to the podcast, uh, we thank you on the air. So, um, In addition to a personal email. That's right. <laughs> um, so we're going to thank a couple of people here before we bring out our awesome guest, who okay. is fantastic. Oh, my way. gosh. I'm so excited. Uh, so uh, let's do this old school. We used to okay. occasionally do raps uh, when um, we had people who donated. So, Vanessa, yeah. I'm going to give you the names of the people who donated. Okay. And I'm going to beatbox for you. And you can just do some free session, freestyle. Thank you, Rhymes. Okay. Um, And we'll go with that, okay? We got four people to thank in this episode, okay? Wait, let me sip my yak. (laughs) Wow, you were so straight. I know, right? Um, Okay, so the four names are right here on the paper there, but I'll also kind of shut them out. You ready? Yep, go. First will be up, Paul. Here comes your beatbox. Hey, Paul, Paul, we thank you all. From the bottom of our heart, from the finish to the start, you're the best, you're the best, you're better than the rest, and we like it when you give us money. Thanks, Mark. Paul. Hey, Mark, Mark, you got the spark. You make the room glow when it should be dark. We thank you really nice, and we thank you for the price that you pay for our sound when we do it our way. Lucy. Lucy, Lucy, like a little goosey. Never say a mean thing about your pussy. What? Whoops. I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you, Lucy. We're <laughs> leaving that out. Glenn. Glenn, Glenn, you remember when you were feeling really generous. Then you went to generous. Ellen generous, generous, generous. Thanks, Glenn. The pussy thing really messed me up. Yeah, you really got thrown there for a loop. 
Well, my apologies, uh, thank you, and uh, welcome, new listeners, and goodbye, new (laughs) listeners. Uh, A couple other quick things: Uh, if you like the show, uh, leave us a review on iTunes. It helps to bring more ears to the podcast. Only if you like it, though. If you don't, um, just go write on some form, someplace about something else you don't like, or write on a bathroom wall. Just carve something mean in there. Yeah. It's yeah. better than iTunes for us. There we go. Uh, and one last thing. Uh, we have Pop My Culture t-shirts, which we just made. And, and they're, they're lovely. Fantastic. They're really nice quality shirts. A nice lightweight tee designed by the uh, fabulous Lynn Peralta. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can buy them on our website, popmyculturepodcast.com. Yeah, just 15 bucks. We didn't really mark them up. It's mostly <laughs> near cost. So yeah. <laughs> they're nice and uh, comfortable shirts. So I've washed mine three one. times. It's holding up great. There you go. And uh, hey, thank. Uh, we need to uh, congratulate our buddy <gasps> Mather, Mather, Mather Zickel. Zickel, who is a graduate of the PMC Podcast University, aka he was a wonderful guest once. He has a new TV show. Um, That's right. He is one of the principal characters on. So everybody watch Man Up on ABC. It's great, and Mather is doing a great job. Yeah. Way to go, so Mather. Let's uh, get to our guest today. Uh, you guys know this guy. If you don't know his name, you definitely know his face. He's He's been in everything yep. good. Yep. So let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's introduce him and get rolling, shall we? Yes. Our guest today, you know him from My Name Is Earl, American History X, Mallrats, tons of other stuff. Ethan Supley is here. Hey, man. Hey. Hi. How are you? Good. Good to be here. It's great to have you here. Thanks for being here. We like you a lot. Oh, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm getting a little creeped out. Now. No, shh, 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 <laughs> don't be kidding. scared. <laughs> come here, come yeah. here. Let me hold you. You're, 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 your non-existent husband is freaking out. <laughs> Who are you talking about? There's no one in here. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Did we say your name right? Supli? That's fine. What do you like to do? Supli? I say Supli. Supli? Yeah. Ooh, it's a little fancier. Are you French? Is it, is it fancier? Do <laughs> yeah. I say it fancier? Uh, I try to take the fancy right out of it. Oh, I say it I'm Supli. The, I'm the proletariat of the family <laughs> who just says Supli. What do other people say in your family? What he said. Supli? Yeah. Suplié? Never. Never <laughs> okay. that. That would be really fancy. So you maybe surprised? Try you just go with that sometimes? I've heard that. I've heard that. And there's somebody on Twitter who constantly is writing me, every time I hear your name, I think Slurpee. <laughs> so there's that too. <laughs> I wish I couldn't really identify with that, but I can. Yeah. You I could mean, get Slurpee's a serious a campaign with 7-Elevens going, though. It makes oh, us right. raise yeah. money. Yeah. 7-Eleven, man, great company. Really great yeah. company. <laughs> Salt of the earth, guys. Those are 7-Eleven people. Well, you know, it was two brothers, 7 and 11, who yeah. opened up the stores yeah. Many in like moons the ago. 1890s, I think. Ugh. It was a feed, grain feed thing. <laughs> right. yeah. People don't realize that. Yeah. Not a tradition there. Yeah, it's a, it's a family-run business. You know? <laughs> we really like to support them right. whenever possible. So here's to you guys. That's right. 7-Eleven guys. Oh, 7 and 11. <laughs> then they split. 7 did his own store. 11 did his own store. All right. Kind of like Abercrombie and Fitch. They never split. They f- I heard they finally split. Wait, there are two people? Real- are you making this all No, up? they are really two people, There's Abercrombie a person, and Fitch. And they're going to split? I, they I heard split? that like there was some like something went down and like, now I think you're don't. making this up. You have a funny I'm not look on your face. Up. I'm not making this up. I'm 100% serious. First Ashton and Demi and now this. And yeah, and now Abercrombie. Are they going to get two different Twitter accounts now? <laughs> it's at Just Fitch. Yeah. <laughs> Just Fitch. Yeah. <laughs> It's not a very fun account. It's mostly just retweeting Abercrombie and putting like yeah. bad things in yeah. front of it. Yeah. He Fuck wishes. You, Abercrombie. Yeah. you suck. Stupidest sweater I've ever seen. Yeah. 
Put your logo a little bigger. Why don't you? Are we allowed to swear? We sure yeah. are. Okay, good. You can use as many weird creative swears as you want. Yeah. Well, the weird creative swears are allowable on, oh, on yeah. other, sh- other stuff, too. Yeah. Right? On, like, primetime network <gasps> television. That's I, right. Have you guys seen yeah. the show Suburgatory? No. I have not yet. I hadn't either. I heard it was good, and then I watched it on Hulu. They're allowed to say bitch all the time. Is Jeremy Sisto in that show? I don't know. I think he is. Wait, who? what, it was, what would I know him from? Oh, God, he's done tons Law of stuff. Law and Order, he did a season of Law and Order. Is he a two. big, handsome man? He is a handsome yeah, man. Yeah, I think he, he is. is. Yeah. <laughs> he's an incredibly handsome and man. And someone that's not Emma Stone, but looks exactly like her. Yeah, she's great, though. I saw yeah. like half of an episode. Yeah. Is it Jenna Stone? Oh, yeah, Gemma Stone. <laughs> Gemma Stone, yes. <laughs> those stones did not get creative with those names. Yeah. <laughs> Gemma and Emma. <laughs> Worked out the first time, just crank them out. Yeah. Well, it's amazing what language you can get away with now on network television, even. French. And, I mean... Cable kind of let the cat out of the bag, and our network's just trying to catch up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's true. It's really kind of crazy. This is the way I wanted to introduce you. With swearing? I, 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 yeah. Lots. No, even lots better. I didn't swearing. tell him I wanted to do this, but it was going to be like, what do a neo-Nazi, a bully, and a... But it was going to be like, what a football player have in common? And a kind-hearted brother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and a vulnerable brother. Yeah. <laughs> oh, And it would be you. You, they because that's, okay, where I'm going is you get to do the most wide array of roles. Uh-huh. You're really lucky. I've the not, end. I've not, that's it, yes, end of story. I've yep. not played somebody very smart yet, so it's not that wide. Well, you've gotten to play a really wide array of dumb people. Yes. Like, you've well, said have, you, the shades the of dumb. Of dumb people, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> the, I, I did play, um... Uh, a lab technician in a in a Darren Aronofsky movie, and that was Whoa. I think as smart as I got acting wise. That's, That's pretty, pretty smart. smart yeah. Yeah. Was that the Fountain? You guys owe me a Coke. <laughs> uh, that was the Fountain. Yes. Nice. Yeah, that was a good movie. I mean, a strange movie that many people probably don't like. I like. Yeah. It. Yeah. Um, I first. Well, I know that everyone loves you from Boy Meets World. Isn't that a bizarre phenomenon? It is bizarre. I was poking around on the internet, and you still have an avid fan club as, like, Frankie the Enforcer. People... Well, it's it's fucking weird because the show is still on the air. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's why you can have, like, odd adults who are like, hey, you were on Boy Meets World, and you want to tell them to, like... No, they're they're outing themselves yeah. as nerds yeah. or something. <laughs> and then little kids who are like, you were on Boy Meets World, and that was like almost 20 years ago. That's so that. crazy. Yeah. And that was your first big first thing, job, right? Yeah. First, first job in general? Yeah. Wow. Good job. Yeah. Not too Good much job. to have. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy when you, you realize that something has longevity when both a parent and a child are equally into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's very few things that bridge that gap. Yeah. But now it is like some Boy kids meets into, world. Boy meets world is <laughs> yeah. the Go great figure. unifier yeah. of our culture. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> we had Ryder Strong on the show. Did you? Mm-hmm. He's great. He's, He's awesome. so nice. Yeah. I love him. Um, but he's had similar experience of just like fans that run the gamut it's of so age. It's so odd. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's got to get that way worse than I because... You know, the little girls were truly obsessed right. with him, and I was the scary, yeah. kind hearted bully who had no obsessive people. But so I can't imagine for Ryder, it's got to be like deep. Heart throb. Yeah. And he has aged well, he has. America. That Whoa. beard suits him. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tight little body. <laughs> really? <laughs> Won't quit. I, I didn't want to John, say it, Vanessa. She's making us both uncomfortable now. <laughs> Most of our podcasts is if we were actually to video this, it's just John shaking his head <laughs> right. most of the yeah. time. And me saying the civious thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's a new character. Wow. 
I made up that character playing Settlers of Catan this weekend. Her name is Lemmy, and she is... Lemmy from Motorhead? She's a different Lemmy. She knows (laughs) that Lemmy, and she hates that reference. (laughs) What is Settlers of Catan? Settlers of Catan is this really nerdy board game that has somehow caught on. It's not that nerdy. It's pretty nerdy. Okay. You're building roads. Say you're a pioneer Uh in a fake land. Uh You're trading... Sheep and wood. What's nerdy about that? To try to settle the land. And it's like a monopoly with a board and pieces. Sort of. There's it's like little, risk. There's kind little, of. Um, uh, like little octagons. Is that yeah. what they are? Like little eight-sided pieces yeah. that you like put down, and then you build off of it, and then you build like little. But the roads game is different and, every time, man. Right. Risk. Did you know that uh, Australia is the key to risk? I swear what? to God, if you take and fortify Australia, you will win every time. Because they can't get in. Like, can't there's only in. one path into one it. Entrance That's and you it. You can just build and build and build yeah. and have nuclear power true. in Australia. It's very true. Oh, you guys, that's a secret. We should, we should cut this part out. And then we can always win at risk. That's right. And none of our podcast listeners will. But risk if you is have like everybody playing for Australia. It's kind of it fun. It gets interesting. Yeah, that's true. Because then you have people with different pieces and you're constantly Ooh. battling. Yeah. Yeah, just like the key is like, don't bother with like Africa or, or South no, America. It's, too big. it's, it's just like you in the real world. It. Like, we can't it. fix those places. Yeah. Who's with me? <laughs> Let's focus on the little countries. Yeah. Risk is one of those games like, no one has ever said, hey, you want to come over for a quick game of Risk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Risk takes forever. a weekend. Yeah, it's a weekend. <laughs> I've never been endeavor. Yeah. It really is. It's fun, though. You have, to have it a just, lot of snacks. Yeah. It just goes Easy on Easy access on. to a bathroom. Well, what's really bad about it is if you're playing with a group of friends and you're out early, like you decide to fortify some place and you're rolling terribly and it just goes away. And then <laughs> Gangsta they, talk play, right here. <laughs> they play for another five hours yeah. and you're just like twiddling your thumbs. Right. I'm waiting for the next game, guys. <laughs> no big deal. Trying um, to suggest stupid things for them to do to make the game go faster. Is there a small patch of... Catan, which you could take over and fortify and build up a stockpile and arsenal and just... Unfortunately, it's not like that. It's more like you're settling and you're trying to get an expansive land, so you want the longest road, the most settlements. Oh, it's a peaceful risk. Yes, it's a very peaceful risk. And you are always looking at the resources. That's what you're really after. Like, you want to be somewhere that can get you rock, sheep, and wheat. Can you do a land grab on someone else's territory? You can rob them of a card. Oh, if you great. dial a seven, you can be the robber, and you get to then put the robber somewhere, and he they don't get their resources from that anymore. I think right. it's really exciting. You yeah, don't have to have characters. See, now, I, I would probably play like the Mongol hordes of Catan, you know, where you're just <laughs> right, like, yeah, that up. yeah, no, just really mix risk. It. It's Catan with the risk pieces. <gasps> there you go. Yeah. Ooh, Katisk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we're on to something, everybody. And the key is Catan Australia. You need to fortify that. Uh-huh. You've got That's to how you put do it. your. Nukes there. There's a small corner of Catan nobody's paying attention to, <laughs> but it will give you everything. That's FYI, right. it's the key. Yeah. Hint to you, Catan players. Is there a word for them? Is there like a, a particular term? You know, because like you know, Star Trek fans are Trekkers and stuff like that. Is there a Catan like? Is this fan? new? This game I've never heard it's of. This per, it's game a couple before. years old. Okay, yeah. It's I mean, older a couple than that, years. And think it's about homeland. We though. grew up with board games that were generations old. Yeah. Monopoly was like before Forever we existed ago. in Monopoly. So this is a couple years. It's I think amazing. I think it's older than that. Fact check. Fact check. It's pretty. Well, I mean, I think, I think but it, it used might to just like be in Germany. I think that's possible. 
Yeah, like I can't play Monopoly very often because, like, at least not with my wife because we have totally different approaches. Like, I'm the, the a school of like, nope, I'm not trading with you. What you right. bought is what you bought. Let's play it out. Yuck. And then she gets really angry about that. And yeah. So I'm like, I'm not going to get suckered dog. into your trade. You keep trying to do this, and I know it's not for the best. Yeah. So. It sounds like an unhealthy marriage. My, well, <laughs> I mean, they're just different people. My wife enjoys playing these games for fun because she thinks they're fun, and I enjoy slaughtering people <laughs> when I play a board game. You know, you want to dominate. Point. I want to annihilate anyone who is opposing me. Yikes. I mean, you know what? It's a peaceful approach. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in trouble with the Popomatic bubble. Oh, it's all man. about sending as many people back to their base That's as possible. Right. And exactly. sorry. Remember that game? Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and that sketch from the Carol Burnett show? Did you guys do it? Sorry. No. Okay. I don't remember that one. But no, you know what no. game actually, now that I think back on it, it's kind of weird, was Don't Wake Daddy? Jesus, that's that was creepy. Yeah. Like, there, I, I, I don't really remember how you play it. I just remember like that was like, like Shh, don't wake daddy. Was and that I was just like, like a in your house game? <laughs> so you gotta wake up and murder us? Like what right. is? <laughs> I don't. No, it's a real. It's a real game. Look it up. With it is a board? Out there. Yes. Have you played uh, the Werewolves and Villagers game? No. This has variations. I've I've heard it called uh, other things too, but it's it's like it's not a board game you sit with your friends and you have a card and you know what you are and nobody oh, else yeah, knows what yeah, you yeah, are yeah 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 i i played something it was called something else that you, yeah. you write it yourself right well th- there are actual card like you oh, can buy a deck ones? of cards yeah that have like you're the wolf with or the villager with the magical power of sight and when the wolves come to kill you can watch them and sneak around Whoa. it's Whoa. a fun game yeah so check that out i've yeah. never played that it's weird when games come out of the woodwork that you've never heard of. Yeah. I think this one's pretty new also. Have you guys ever played Dungeons & Dragons? Oh, yes. Yeah. Both of you. Mm-hmm. I haven't. But really? But I, I think I'd like it. Maybe. It's like a weird club that they don't really let you into unless they think you're really serious about it. Uh-oh. And then you can <laughs> blow it. Like, I was only allowed to play twice, I think, and I was super into it, and then I was just not allowed back, so I must what did have, you like, do? told a joke or yeah, something. Yeah, not okay. Yeah, it depends on the level of, like, <laughs> obsessiveness of the group you play with. Like, I had friends that were just a little more casual about it, so yeah. no one was ever, like, so attached to their character. Wait, was it you that used to play it at lunch? No, we put your Uber seat at lunch. <laughs> I'm awesome. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> That's a good lunch game. I don't see how you could get into Dungeons and Dragons. At you wouldn't lunch. have time. Yeah. <laughs> These campaigns took hours. I mean, it takes campaigns? a long time. And yeah, you, you don't play it They're all at once. Campaigns? You have, yeah, that's like they sell them as like individual adventures, or or the dungeon master can generate one on their own. Oh my yeah. god! So if you buy a campaign, it's more like I'm not a writer, so like have it all laid out for me. And so they read you like, oh, you come upon a glade. There's an orc there, what do you do? And then everybody decides what they do, and then you roll to see, based on your character attributes, like what you're able to do against this guy, Ooh. that kind of stuff. But these campaigns take like days. Like yeah. you don't oh do them gosh. in one sitting. You do, you know, you play for a couple hours, and you're like, cool. Let me pick up your here. Your mom brings you a snack time. downstairs. Yeah. And- yeah, and they have video games that are as elaborate or more elaborate now too, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, no, it's. I actually spent one summer. I think my summer of eighth grade, the first Final Fantasy had come out on Nintendo, like eight bit, um, and like that was like the first role playing RPG video game I'd ever played because yeah. I just hadn't really ever done that before. And that that thing became this gigantic sensation. Like yeah. now, there's like forty of those games, and they're on these crazy platforms now where they're graphically complex. These were like pretty simple. You'd have your four guys that would walk in, and then you'd be like, "What do you want your fighter to do? Attack!" And he walks forward and goes whack whack, and then walks back and it shows you like what happens. Um, but it was a fairly expansive world, and there's things you could do, and you could build people like that. And like I spent an entire summer with my buddies playing this game, yeah, and getting tan and working out. 
Getting tan, actually, yes, because it was in Davis, and we would like play basketball and oh, stuff. That's and then we'd go inside and play. Good. Right. Yeah, so <laughs> Get we, a little break from the we grind. We split the, yeah. But D&D was, yeah, I, I wasn't that serious about it. Like, yeah. I just kind of play casually. Like, I think I tried to DM once or twice, but I wasn't really into it. Either you guys ever wear a cape when you play? No. None of us dressed up. I, maybe that's why I wasn't invited yeah. back. I feel like that's the only reason I want to play. Yeah. I'd like to have a cape. A cape or some kind of outfit for yeah. sure. Like a tall boot maybe or a tall boot, a, yeah. some sort of rustic utility belt. Yeah, I a don't mid-length, know. <laughs> like a mid-arm glove. Yeah, or yeah. a tunic. Yeah. I, yeah, maybe I just want to play dress up <laughs> instead of the game because it sounds confusing. That's you- just Halloween. Oh. Yeah. yeah, they have that already. Can you do whatever? You can wear whatever you want to that? Uh-huh. Where is it? Everywhere. Oh my gosh! You remember, remember that day where you look around and everybody's coming to your door and they're trying to get candy? Yeah, I that, I called the police like fifteen times that day. Yeah, that's that's Halloween, Vanessa. That's when everybody oh. else celebrates what you celebrate every day. Okay, I should really apologize to my neighbors. Yeah, I kicked a little boy really hard. <laughs> uh, did you ever see that movie from the eighties that was made for TV, Mazes and Monsters, with Tom Hanks? Yes. No, that was like uh, that was when D and D was in its heyday, and like parents were worried that kids were getting too obsessed with it and with their characters. So it was yeah. kind of like a. It's on Netflix now, I think. Instant. Yeah, it's like it's like a warning to that. It's like he gets so into the game. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah, before he was. Is like, he really an big. adult in the movie? He's like I would say like college age. Right. Like they, that's the age of the thing, and he gets yeah. so obsessed that like when his character dies in a campaign, he thinks he needs to go and kill himself or whatever. <sighs> he is his character, and it's warning, like this crazy warning. like right. TV movie. It's like an after school special about the ill effects of D&D. Yeah. Exactly. And I think it's in the public domain, so it retails for like $3, and it's been put out by a bunch of different places. So you can find it really easily. How does a movie go into the public yeah, domain? a movie from the 90s. A lot of stuff does end up in public domain. Whoa. Amazing. That's our homework assignment is to watch Mazes and Monsters. I need to revisit it. We don't usually give homework you on the podcast. You know what? I learn something new every time I watch that film. <laughs> I rewatch it, and it just speaks to me in a different way. Yeah. And that's how you can tell it's a classic. Yeah. Why don't they have movies like that against video games nowadays? Yeah, they should. I agree. I think those... Wait, what do they call them? I wish I knew. First-person shooter? What? There's like a yeah. faster way to say that. I think first-person... Oh. oh. No. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait a second, John. Are you saying you take the first letters of all the words, put them Amazing. together to make some sort of shortened abbreviation Amazing. for it? That's what it stands for. First-person... F- I, would I say think those games are yeah. super scary. I don't like them. Yeah. I'm saying that I, I mean, I used to love them back in the heyday when they had just started out on the PCs when it was Castle Wolfenstein and Doom originally. Like, Doom I played. Yeah, they were like interesting, yeah. fun. Like the, you'd never seen it before. Now everything is so complicated. It's so in the first, glory. And super complicated too. Like I don't. I guess when I was a kid, it was like the play control was much easier to pick up and it wasn't as complex. And now it just feels like work. No, you can zoom in. You're looking through scopes and there's all kinds of craziness. Yeah. And the, yeah. the billion-dollar ad campaigns with the noobs and the vets and all this. Have you seen these? Oh, yeah, noobs. all these big stars in noobs, these commercials. Noobs, I think, means like a Newbies? rookie. Yeah. yeah. But who are the noobs? They're, I mean, it's usually it's like the same Jonah dude. Hill. Um, it's Wait. like these famous – a lot of famous actors are doing these really? things. Really? Wait, yeah. for what? For I'm the so new uh, one of these Call, of, Call of Duty, I think. F- FFP. Wait, this, there's F- some commercial I saw that was like – this guy puts a hood on. This guy puts a hood on. Do you guys know what I'm talking? No. This guy puts a hood on. It was That's a video for game. the M and M's. No. Um, I don't know. It kept the person kept morphing until it was like in medieval times, and it was some scary game. That might be Skyrim, maybe, it which was is like a, scary a big commercial. giant sensation right now. But these ones are like Warzone guys. But it's all these famous actors 
like Jonah Hill and like Jimmy Fallon and I think Jimmy Kimmel and people like that doing it. Um, And the idea is like it shows their transition from being like a noob or a newbie um, at these things and like somebody else like Gerard Butler or somebody who's kind of like, you know, a butch dude showing them like how to get into the ropes. And by the end of the commercial, they're like the ones who are like running into combat. But it's for a video game? Uh Yeah. And they're long. They're like 90 second ads too that are like super shot like uh, full on movies and stuff. No thanks. Or yes, please. Yeah, either way. There's two ways to go on that. Either, and I think either that the, or. It's a very divisive topic. We don't usually get so political on this podcast, right. but uh, big deals. Yeah, video games. Man. They've been banned from my house. Really? Yeah. By who? My wife. Good woman. Yeah. I like her. Mm-hmm. We banned them from my house on this condition, that for every four hours of video games played by one Nameless, faceless guy. guy. Uh, he has to write a book report. And on the video game? No. That would be <laughs> oh, interesting. On a book. On a book. This right. is now. Yeah, this is current. So guess what? That's never happened. Neither thing ever happens. <laughs> He's not going to read, not going to play video games. Yeah. I was just outright denied. I I was uh, for uh, this movie, Mr. Woodcock. Mm-hmm. The production gave me the gift of an Xbox, whatever it was at the time, Xbox, yeah. I think. As a present, like, hey, you're starting the movie. Here's this thing and lots of games. And I think there were like two nights I didn't come home because I stayed in my trailer playing video games (laughs) all night. And when the movie was over, my wife said, that doesn't come in the house. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It is hard to tear kids away from that nowadays, especially. I mean, just knowing how I used to be with it when I was a kid. Like, I played a lot of, you know, original Nintendo and stuff like that, too. We would play for hours and hours and hours. And stop to eat meals and things, but that was kind of it, you know. Yeah. But that's how you'd gear up for a weekend night. It's like, dudes, it's Friday night. Let's uh, we'll play some Ducktales yeah. on Eight Bit Nintendo. Uh-huh. Yeah, then we'll sneak out and ride get, our bikes around. You figure out how to get a hundred lives on Super Mario oh, Brothers yeah. and just go all night. Yeah, there's like a certain level on, on Super Mario Brothers three where it was just like a sky full of coins and you put the yeah. raccoon suit on and we just fly back oh, and forth man, for like half that. an hour just until you had maximum lives and yeah. you'd be going for the rest Warp of the game. whistles, right? <laughs> You're just dropping references. Pookie suit, right? <laughs> on Super Mario Brothers one though, you could do it too by jumping on the turtle. Yeah, yeah over and, and over and over. One up, one up, one up, one up, one up. Oh man, so awesome. Memory lane. <laughs> yeah. And then all the cheat codes: up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. B A select start. Yes, yeah. B A start. You oh wait, games like Contra to get unlimited lives. Yeah. A B A C B B. Any ring a bell? Oh, did I do it wrong? All copies are bad. I'm the Mortal Kombat blood code. Oh, John was like, if you ever remember one thing, remember this. And I can't remember it. But I, I thought it was the, the business song, All Coppers Are Bad. <laughs> A-C-A-B. That's what that was. It could Finish be. Finish him. Finish him. Fatality. Yeah. Cool, right? Oh, I'm very good. Yeah. yeah. Region wins. Yeah. Fatality. <laughs> Finish him. <laughs> Yeah, I played a lot of that game as well. Yeah. And Street Fighter 2. Yeah. That was the big one in the arcade. Wow, this is the most video game talk we've ever done. Yeah, no, sorry. I think, podcast. No, no, it was, it's, I think it was it's it's good. Fault, it was surprisingly. Well, you brought up D&D and we just made it current. <laughs> yeah, you brought That's it right. up today. That's right. Womp, womp. 
So one of your first films was Mallrats. My very, very first, first film. film. Yeah. So yeah. So one of meeting the yeah. You've had good luck with your first. first. Yeah. First show you were a recurring on, and yeah. then you got to work with Kevin Smith right after. That. Well, in the middle of it, I oh, think I man. yeah, I left Boy Meets World for for a few weeks to do Mallrats, and then the boy met Kevin Smith. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the beginning of it all. <laughs> how did you uh, guys meet? How did you? How did he cast you for the part? Um. I just went to an audition in uh, in universe at Universal Studios, yeah, in a building there. And uh, Don Phillips is this kind of uh, legendary casting director. He cast Fast Times at Ridgemont High, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> sorry, and he okay. cast uh, Mall Rats. And I went and 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 met with him and read for him, and then he brought me back to see Kevin and Scott, and I I read for them and and. I, I think they right away just decided to have me do it. Awesome. I, I mean, they strung it out a little bit and made me think. I've heard I had that to his casting back. processes are really long. Kevin's? Yeah. I did not have that experience. Yeah. Many people had that experience. Yeah. And then there was like, we went back and <clears throat> there was a a Don Phillips pizza party, which he did for Fast Times and uh, Dazed and Confused and Mall Rats and probably a couple other movies, but where. They bring like the top three choices for any role and every role and put them in a room and order a shitload of pizza. And what? it's supposed to be this fun, <laughs> friendly environment. But you're like with all your competitors? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then they do like mix and match sessions. And Is Don Phillips an evil genius? Because that sounds be. yeah. so scary he to me. He might be. <laughs> but at the beginning of the Mallrats pizza party, yeah. they ca- Don came out and said all roles are open Except this role, Ethan's playing this role. Nice. But even Jay Muse was there auditioning to <gasps> play Jay. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, I think his competition was Seth Green and Breckenmeyer. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. It was weird. Good. It that, was weird. That's so weird. And you're just eating pizza. Yeah. And I was at that moment so utterly relaxed. But then everyone I had the hated part. you a little bit. Probably. Like, but I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody else was there to read for that part anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It's such a fun... I, it, for me, it actually was my favorite of the Kevin Smith movies. I know yeah. like it technically, like commercially, didn't do very well, and it was a big studio movie, and it's so good, that whole thing didn't necessarily work for Kevin in the studio system or whatever, but I loved the shit out of it yeah. when it came out. Um, really? Yeah. When it came out? Yeah, when it came out, I went and saw it in the theater, because I liked Clerks yeah. you know, I, when I was into that, and then just for some reason, this one just really like... Maybe because I collected comics, too, and like all sorts of stuff, it just seemed like... And it was the first like Jason Lee thing, and I thought he was hilarious. Yeah. And, yeah. and the script and stuff is just just great. And I loved, I loved his style of dialogue, just like the fast, yeah. like, just you know rattling stuff up, very pop culture referential, and things like that too. Yeah. And had you met raunchy. Kevin before the audition? No, no. Uh-uh. I had seen Clerks, but I think I only went to see it because I knew I was going to audition right. for a movie he'd written. Yeah. And now you guys have worked together a lot. A lot, yeah. So you must not hate each other. No. Wow. <laughs> we, we, we can stand to be around each other. Yeah, it's very, very bizarre. And I read that like in the scene where uh, Shannon Doherty, you call out Brenda to her, like that wasn't in the script, like that was a last oh, yeah. second thing. Yeah, he just told me to do it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and, I, and I did it and she hit me and said dick or something and stormed <laughs> off. And then afterwards, I was like, dude, you have to talk to her because if she's really pissed, that's on you. That's not on me. And she wasn't. She was totally cool with it. 
That would be a scary, scary thing to have to yeah. return to. <laughs> yeah, was a, she's a tough cookie. Right, that one. tough cookie also, with a razor under her tongue. Red, I don't know that for sure, but boot. <laughs> she has something in her contract where she got to take home whatever wardrobe she wore. So she changes like three or four times in the movie. Oh, that's just fun. so she would get all this cool wardrobe. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's pretty rad. Yeah. I like that. I want that closet. Not a bad stipulation. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I'd do that. Why not? Right? Lots of new outfits. More yeah. ironic tees for you, mister. That's right. Hooray! <laughs> I think my first real huge crush on you began. Sorry, John. Close your ears. Jesus. I, she's a wild woman. <laughs> Once again, she's making us both uncomfortable. <laughs> she goes. Remember the Titans. Yeah. Uh-huh. What a movie. Yeah. I watched that way too many. I don't know why. I mean, I was obviously very into football, as you can see. Yeah. Football uh, and D&D and video games. Yeah. That's all you were yeah. into. Always. I just I loved that movie so much, and I I was in high school when it came out, and um, it was just so fun. I thought all the performances are so good, and I loved Denzel. Yeah, and now you've gotten to work with him again too. I've done three movies three with Denzel. Sheesh. Yeah. So dish. We're like the cor- we're like the Corys of you know the next generation. So <laughs> I'm going to change my name. He it wasn't. In you guys should you do look a like a You guys should remake no. a Cory movie together, like yeah. License to Drive, <laughs> Denzel Washington. Oh, oh, oh dream a little dream. I think that was my favorite cheesy oh, Cory movie as a kid. There we go. Yeah, we just really had weird. we just had Meredith Salinger on. Like, really? Yeah. Ago. She's yeah. awesome. She's, She's the great. nicest, yeah. best lady. But we were talking about that, and we were all like. I don't get it either. Like, none of us understand. We're like, we lo- all kind of love it, but none of us understand what's going on at all. Yeah, but who cares? Exactly. Right. Just the go along with whatever it. his name was. The Dinger? The Ringer? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Hames' character? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's Dinger. Yeah. They had, like, all that cool, weird alternative style back when we were And children. such cool music the whole time. Yeah. But yeah. it's a weird ride. <laughs> Sure is. You need to make a movie like that, man. Like yeah. a weird movie. Okay. <laughs> Me and Denzel in <laughs> Dream a Little Dream 3 because I believe there was a sequel to that. There was, yeah. Yeah. Straight to video thing. Yeah. I didn't see that. That's I okay. think one. I think maybe Feldman was in it. He's done like yeah. a lot of weird direct-to-video sequels. He did Meatballs 4. Whoa. Which was total straight to video. And the, the thing that was really funny needed, to me about, though, because I had a lot of questions from me. After three, three so many yeah. un- unanswered questions. Yeah. Uh, but Seriously? The, <laughs> the end of Meatballs no. 4, because I did watch it, the end of Meatballs 4, at the very end, Corey Feldman is like flirting with some girl. And he says, I can't remember what he says, but she goes, oh, and like slaps him and walks off. Then he turns to the camera and goes, hey, I was in Goonies. And the credits roll. That's the end of that movie. Oh, my gosh. Wow. 100% true. Wow. I got to see it. Just <laughs> it's like, at that point, they're just like, no one really cares what the plot of this movie yeah. is. Just get weird. We're Say just going to talk to the camera. Yeah. Whatever. Yes, you were, Corey. <laughs> maybe he just did that to the camera, and the, and the director was like, no, we need to do that again. He's like, I got final cut. Right. It's going in. Yeah. It's that's in it. I'm going home. That's right. Martini shot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a film term. Just so you guys know. Very nice. Yeah, but, but remember the Titans. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what I love about that too is it's, you know, it's a Disney movie, so it's, you know, definitely got its formulaic moments, but it's also like, you know, based on a true story. And I don't think it sensationalizes it that much. I think it's just like a nice, like a cool biopic in a sense. Like, and a yeah. young Hayden Panettiere well, yeah. made a and breakthrough a performance. Yeah. And a young Kate uh, Boswell. Is that her name? Kate Bosworth? You got Bosworth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Kate. Oh, I forgot she was in that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Girlfriend. Right? Wasn't she the girlfriend? She was, yeah. I yeah. I think yeah. so. Um, oh, my Ryan gosh. Ryan Hurst's girlfriend. Wow. 
Okay. A lot of young, awesome, awesome people. Had you played football before that movie? Never. I didn't play football in that movie. You just wore the outfit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did, that's all I did was wear the that's outfit. really believable. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know much about football. I think the movie is great. I don't know how much of a football player I am convincingly portraying in that Have movie. you ever heard people say you didn't seem like a football player? I've thought it enough times <laughs> to, 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 to leave the mark indelibly in my mind that I've fucking dropped the ball on that one a little bit. But you didn't even pick the ball up. I didn't, exactly. Yeah. So that was the beginning of my failure. <laughs> one thing I read is that like, in order to make sure that people understood what was happening, because a lot of people don't understand the intricacies of football, if there are intricacies, uh, is that mm-hmm. they would change the score to be like when a, an important play happened to be like triumphant. So you understood that like, oh... What just oh, the happened music right. score. was good. Yeah. They didn't chase the score on the board. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I think they're supposed to do that. That's so just traditional football. Swells. <laughs> yeah. So that way you know what's going on. Or if a fumble happens, it's like, oh, you know, like dramatic. Yeah. Like, you know, just they really accentuated it so yeah. you could understand what was happening. Wait, definitely are, are you saying they literally changed the music score? That's what yeah. he's saying. Oh, that's what right? saying. And I was oh. thinking they changed this football score. Yeah. But apparently that's neither here nor there. I think they did both. Like when a touchdown <laughs> happened, right. the music score changed. Wait, wait. But the score on the board also changed by six points. <laughs> My mind is blown the... right now. Ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just let's just talk about Denzel. There are definitely like sports <laughs> movies that were like where I they don't do that and you have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Like, oh, whip it. Oh, the roller derby movie. I I saw that movie and then I went to a roller my first roller derby game and I was so confused for the first forty five minutes because I couldn't see the ball. They have a ball. <laughs> no, they don't. But I was assuming they did. And I what feel are they doing with they that? just they, they run in a circle. Oh, it's who can pass who or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah something there's like a jammer that. and, then, and yeah. there's. But, um, you make like a chain. You don't let people buy, and like, I don't yeah. really understand it either. It's just I, I get think it. It's, it's like case. wrestling, you know, where it's. I mean, okay, there's a winner and a loser, but really, it's about the show, right? right. Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. about the show. Mm. I was really into wrestling when I was a kid. I got since got out of it, but when I was into it, it was like early '80s when it was like the original Hulk Hogan, Iron Sheik. I'm getting Roddy, a really Piper, weird picture of you, Cole. You've stuff. said a lot of weird stuff about yourself today. I liked a lot. I liked things that boys liked when they were kids. Like yeah. it's not that unusual. I'm sure there's lots of people listening who have the same experience. I had a bizarre wrestling Boy Meets World experience. They got a wrestler, like a legit wrestler, WWF style, to play my father on Boy Meets World. (gasps) And then we did an episode where we went to watch him wrestle, I think was how it happened. And he wrestled Jake the Snake. Which and and so they worked it out that we went to a live wrestling match, you know. And there's oh my gosh, thousands like you have no idea. There's this many people that are into it, but it's on television, so there must be. <laughs> and we're going out there, and the guy who's playing my dad is a bad guy, and suddenly these people are screaming, "They're gonna kill me!" <gasps> and like. Like Why it was you? Insane because I was coming out with this guy. I don't think any oh, of them had ever gosh. seen Boy Meets it's World. It's not the same audience. No, it's not <laughs> It was just any connection to this guy, Vader, and they hate you. It was really weird. And these people were foaming at the mouths to like... Oh, my god! And there's thousands of them. People are scary into it. I mean, scary into it. I mean, I liked it I mean, as, as much as like they put out this album, this like music album, like the wrestlers doing songs. 
The, the big what? song was all of them guesting in Land of a Thousand Dances, you know, like the na 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 na. Oh my na, god! Like that thing. And then they all had like original songs, <laughs> like Junkyard Dog sang "Grab Them Cakes." That was a song. Wait wow. a minute! Enough that I wore the tape out. Like I was really into it <laughs> oh back then. Oh my goodness! What so, a yeah. cool dude! Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, high five myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Woo! Oh my gosh! Well, I have to go find that episode of Boy Meets World because I don't remember that. That seems very out of character for the show. It was to be real like, yeah, weird. we're going to go to a wrestling match. This we time. were in, you know, some big place in the Forum or some oh, Anaheim place, gosh. massive, and there were tens of thousands of people who hated the guy playing my dad. It was and really thereby scary. you. Yeah. Was he nice to you? He was very nice. Yeah, he, he was, was totally a, a nice guy, totally a character, and. I, the other problem was I had a radio mic on and there was a, it was very stressed that like, look, we don't have, we can't stop and do this again and right. again if you mess up, happening. so you got to stay. And I, at one point, like stood up and turned around and started yelling, fuck you uh. to one of the people. Cause they're, I mean, they're standing there screaming horrible oh obscenities at you and they're, and they, and you could touch them. It's like how uh. far we are from each other. <laughs> yeah. It was really stressful. Oh my gosh, that's so scary. Yeah. Ugh. What about uh, how fun was it to play a neo Nazi? Super fun? I, I, Just tapped into like your heart. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was really into uh, ska as a kid yeah. and a teenager, and there was a big like anti racist movement in the valley where mm-hmm. I lived. And then there was a big racist movement in Orange County. And so we would go down there sometimes and go to a ska show and get in fights with racist Nazi kids. Um, So it was kind of fun. Yeah. When was this? The 90s, the early 90s. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, you know, it was just, you know, kids do silly things and... and like become racists and... Well, no, I mean, I think there's still that element in Orange County. Yeah, like, well, there's, there's... some... Yeah, yeah. Scary shit in Orange County, right in our backyard. Ugh. I like also that there was, like, an anti-racist movement. Like, yeah. that's not just, like, what we assume everyone is. No, like no, separate... no, I know, yeah, but yeah. There, was a, there was a whole... And I don't know, you know, I was a kid, but... And yeah. I, so I don't know what happens nowadays right. but at the time there was definitely like uh let's stand up to these people i mean yeah. you know it wasn't like the 60s or anything but it was still prevalent enough to us in the valley to be aware of it going on in orange Good county thing, yeah. and go down there and you know say fuck you to those guys so it was fun in that sense of like yeah I'll, I'll expose these guys a little bit, which I now have people who are of questionable moral backgrounds coming up and telling me how much they love that movie. You know, I have different groups of people who appreciate some of the stuff I've done. (laughs) And American History X has been a very specific group sometimes. Sometimes it's normal people like yourself. I assume you're normal. Yeah. Hey man, love you in uh, Boy Meets World. <laughs> right. Also, uh, since I have a lot of hatred in my heart, loved uh, American right. History X. Yeah. Uh, Way to speak up. I wonder sometimes group. if they miss the point of it. Yeah, though, I think you know? that they would. Yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. believe that those, anyone would watch that. That would be like, oh wow, we're well, really well represented. In this right. Film. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is how I want myself to be seen. Great. Yeah. That is such an intense. Well, and was that your first big intense part? Would you say? Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, what was that casting process like? Like, did you have to convince people you could do that or? Uh, yeah, 
I mean, yeah, it was just a couple of auditions, and I, I remember um, the the last audition. I like gra- like I was reading with the writer, not mm-hmm. just the casting director, because the casting director was like a very small woman. But so the writer was in the room with me, and I like grabbed him and threw him up against the wall. Whoa! And he was a kind of a big guy too. And I think that was what they were like. Oh yeah, okay, so he can do. He can have that kind of learned it from Vader, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Vader bomb in the casting <laughs> session. <laughs> All that hatred from being upset. If it yeah. worked on Kevin career. Smith, right, it'll yeah. work on this guy. <laughs> this fucking sailboat, you bastard. Vader ball. Yeah. It's not a sailboat, it's a schooner. It's junior. Uh, no. Uh, that's Wait. Lily, I hinted no, on it. No, it is a fucking sailboat, it is isn't it? Sailboat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did. I hinted that uh, sometimes you hint uh, the guests that are coming out on Twitter, and I said, like, hint, he just can't see that sailboat. And somebody wrote, it's a schooner, not a sailboat. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. It's funny to see what people come through with. Yeah. Now, you had already obviously worked with Jason Lee and Mallrats, but that's not how you got the part of My Name is Earl, right? Greg Garcia watched Without a Paddle, I think? Yeah. there was, uh, Greg says it was um, something in the commentary. Me and the director of Without a Paddle, and I'm the least finicky snobby actor you ever like I like if if you're the director and you say it's got to be this way then I'll do it the way you said I'm not going to go oh my character and have this whole yeah. thing well I had um, uh, one of those actory type moments <laughs> on without a paddle of all movies right <laughs> and I I had it all figured out and you know we'd been chasing these guys and 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 they kept like kind of beating us and then at the last minute I kind of felt like I wanted to give them a pass. I didn't want to kill them, you know, in the last minute where we have them with our guns and everything. So I was telling the director, like, I think I'm just going to, you know, my heart's not in it and I'm going to have my gun down. And maybe the reality was that I'm just lazy and didn't feel like holding my hand up for four hours that day. (laughs) That's a possibility, but I had rationalized it in this way. And the director's like, point the fucking gun at him. And I I said, I I can't, uh, I don't think, that's going to work with my character. Like I had had one of those awful <laughs> actory moments, you know, where my character wouldn't say that. Fuck you. You know what I mean? Your character wouldn't say that. You didn't write your fucking character. Anyway, we got into it on the commentary. Me and Steve Brill discussed it. And then when you watch it, there's like a miss edit because I think he tried to edit in footage of me pointing a gun at them but it's a different gun oh. like it, it cuts from me with like an m16 to me with a handgun and <laughs> one of them my hand is down and the other it's up and anyway but the story greg garcia liked the story for some reason he wanted to get in bed with this guy who had who was real picky <laughs> you know <laughs> made acting choices so uh, then were you really picky on My Name is Earl? Oh, God. Super bitchy? I was a diva the yeah. whole time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, read, I read that you were always good about finding stuff for Randy to do in the background, like pestered by a bee moments, I guess they call yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. There was – well, it would often – I was in 90% of the scenes and when it's Jason having to cross something off his list, it's usually him – talking to somebody or figuring out how he's going to cross it off the list or yeah. talking to me because I'm his sounding board. But, but he, was so he would active. have a lot yeah. more to say than I did. And sometimes I have to be in the scene because I'm required in the next scene but and in the scene before. But they're just like, fuck, what do, 
we don't have anything for him to do. Mm-hmm. And I would literally have to f- – it would literally say in the script, like, Ethan will find something to do. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> what was your favorite uh, distraction? I like to look for the aliens, you know? I really, <laughs> that was my thing because it was so easy. Yeah. You just look up and even, you know, if you're inside, you look for a window and then look up out the window and you could always just be looking for the aliens. That's know? a good out in general. Like whenever you don't have something to say. Yeah. Huh. What's going on up there? Okay. Yeah. Something up there. Corey does a lot of that Meatballs 4. Oh, does yeah. He? No, I don't Fantastic. know. And then straight into camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that show, what I like about Greg Garcia's shows, because I watch Raising Hope, too, which you've been on a couple times, too, is, like, his characters aren't, like, necessarily the brightest bulbs, but they're all really genuine. Yeah. I think that's what makes it great is, you know, like, I don't see a malicious bone, really, in any of their bodies most of the time, you know? No, yeah, there's nothing malicious, and it's also not, like, some, you know, guy who was raised in up upper class Connecticut and went to Yale and then is writing this kind of uh, lower middle class characters. This is, you know, this is Greg. This is more true to him, I think, than it would be to somebody else. Well, that comes through in the tone, too, because he doesn't have like a formulaic like boom boom joke boom right. boom joke kind of tone like the the comedy comes from the voices more which yeah yeah and the behavior think, yeah you know it's 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 very behavioral in the way all these people act like and at first like when raising hope came out i was like i don't know if i can buy martha plimpton and garrett dillhunt because they're incredibly cerebral like smart actors and people I was like i don't know if i could buy them as this like and white trash dumb couple it. and then after a couple episodes yep. I was like, i'm down such a good ensemble i mean and, and same thing too with with the, and my name is real with jimmy presley and and uh you know crab man and all that stuff like it's just such a good you bought it immediately every yeah. single one of us no, there exactly. was never a fucking <laughs> second of me going is he really not that bright yeah no, no that one was an easy sell yeah yeah <laughs> he's good at like fleshing out his world too with just like fun colorful supporting characters yeah the bit players are great on those shows totally They're not thrown stuff. away yeah really fun absurd stuff and every single one of them seems to me to have, like, a why. Like, I understand why that character is that way instead of just being like, there's a wacky dude with blah, blah, blah. Like, right. there's a reason that person acts the way they do or has yeah whatever. So, yeah. yeah Did you Greg like doing awesome. that kind of TV? I know that's a big workload. Yeah, it's a lot of workload. I had so much fun. Greg is an awesome guy to work yeah. with and for. And it, it was a lot. I mean, it was definitely... Uh, you know, it wasn't like when you got to your off time, you're scrambling and hoping you could get another job right. for the summer. It was definitely like was stoked to take the time yeah. off. But um, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I liked working hard. Yeah. Sweet. Well, let's uh, let's do first. Okay. Shall we? we do this every first. podcast. It's okay. a question every time. Sometimes it's like your first R-rated movie, your first concert, which are the ones we did way back 60 episodes ago. Yeah. This one is, uh, what was the first candy or sweet you can remember being really into as a kid? I'm more of a savory guy. Mm. Okay. And uh, can I can I go savory? Or sure. is savory. that sure. is that question you, number you two? You get some no, you can. points deducted, but you can do it. My mother was obsessed with health food and we would have only organic food, which back when I was a kid was kind of like, it seemed gross. Right. You know, you'd right. go to the store that sold organic food and it's everything was like dirty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't wash stuff with soap. It was all, you know, natural and stuff. And we never had Coke or sugar cereal in the house. But then if we went out to a meal, we would go to Jack in the Box or McDonald's, <laughs> which was now... I I didn't have this thought as a kid, but now I realize that it was 
awful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what, to take us there. So I think my first thing that I remember being like totally fascinated with and obsessed with were chicken McNuggets. Oh. Sweet and sour sauce? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. The whole there. Yeah. And honey mustard, which that's like a candy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they a lot mustard. of sugar. Yeah. And they don't taste like any other chicken tenders or nuggets you get no. anywhere else. It's like a very distinctive breading or whatever it is that just makes oh, it. Oh, and then, yeah. Mm, yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, they're pretty yummy. Yeah. To admit. I was a big uh, Little Debbie cake fan. Little Debbie, she has a great line of products. Really? Yeah. And my family was really, um, especially when I was little, super healthy too. Like those pictures are my birthday cakes from when I was little and they were like brown. Just I, like- but I, my, my family was not super healthy at all. We were not healthy, but there was just this idea that we would be fine if we ate dirty, <laughs> organic food. You know? Just fry that instead. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And my- then McDonald's on the day, on the Sunday meal out. Oh, that's a good tradition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think for me it's like I always have two answers. I always cheat, but because uh, I can never remember which one it is. It's either Mambas. Do you remember those? Yeah. Mambas had the most wrapping per candy that there is because wow. it would come those little like, things. Yeah, well, yeah. they're like little fruit chews yeah. basically, but it would come in like one pack that's your outside wrapping, and then inside that there's like three different flavor mini packs. There's like strawberry, lemon, grape, or whatever. And then when you decide you want strawberry, you open up that pack, and then inside that there's like five individually wrapped candy. Wow. So it takes like three layers to get down to Mambas it. Mambas are right. a lot of work. Yeah. Sounds like a, like a crackhead's kind of a candy. <laughs> yeah. you know, it gives you something to do while you're sucking on the candy. Exactly. It's like a fiddle yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah. The next piece. Uh, either that or Big League Chew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And of course, I ate it like most kids did, which is the entire pouch is one serving. Like, right. you just kept oh, yeah. stuff in you your, your mouth. You want to be like a baseball player. Yep. Sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really so funny sugary. when you think about it. It's like, hey, kids, you're not old enough to chew tobacco yet. Right. But- <laughs> let's teach yeah, let's you how. Let's get that jaw working. Let's get the <laughs> muscles. Right. Get a feeling Ready. for what that feel like. Just yeah. packed up in there. It's always, grape was my preference or original. Did not care for green apple too much. Do you guys remember those little juice boxes that would come full of gum? They were like pretend little juice cartons, and then you would open them up, and they had little pellets of gum in them. No, it sounds Ooh, great, though. They were delicious. Can I change my answer? Yes. Yeah. Nerds. I like oh, nerds. Oh, yeah. Nerds were good. Oh, you Pop Rocks. Those were good, too. We Some could Pop just name candy good, for a yeah. long time. Pop Rocks are so yeah. dangerous, man. Yeah, yeah, no, they're living on the edge. That's a crackhead candy for realsies, though. Yeah. It's not a, not a lot to do while you're chewing on the Pop Rocks, though. But you get to listen. Like, you get to stick your tongue out and yeah. amuse people. That's true. <laughs> yeah. My only problem with nerds is, like, the carton would get so soggy and gross after a while because you'd hold it up to your mouth to dump it in. Yeah. Most of the kids, they didn't pour it in their yeah. hands. Like, no, no that's, an, that's a wasted step. Just pour yeah. it straight Ew. in your mouth. Yeah. Right around they, that little hole. It's yeah. all jagged and colored. <laughs> gross. I just got that taste memory of, do you remember, like, school lunch milk? The way that it would taste yeah. like cardboard? Whoa. Cardboard with a little hint of glue. Yuck, yep. yes, nasty. Yeah. It's like constantly <laughs> licking an envelope every of <laughs> Strawberry sugar milk. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah. Anyway. Well, let's, do, let's do my questions. Let's do yours. I've got five questions. There's, was that not uh, a question? No, that was a question. That oh. was our, our question, and then oh. we each do separate questions. We each, okay. <laughs> we each do five diff- very different things. Mine are uh, kind of goofy trivia about some of the stuff you've worked and on. And I'll help okay. you if you can't remember. One of yeah. which you've actually already answered, so that'll be really easy for you. What was uh, it? We'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> question one, you played best buddy Randy Hickey on the Greg Garcia comedy. My name is Earl. A couple of times when Randy is awakened from a daze, he mutters what two-word phrase? Poopy trim. Yeah. Do you know where that comes from? It's Mar- from Mars, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah, man. That's uh, Kevin Smithism. Love it. Did, <laughs> yeah. did you tell him you were doing that? Did he know? I don't know. I, I didn't, but, and I don't know if he knows. I think we should, he knows. You should call him on your yeah. way home. 
But Kevin, yeah, it means to tell you. I just, uh, you know, years ago on a TV on a television show called "My Name Is Earl." Yeah, I muttered "Poopy Drum." I think he does know that. Yeah, nice. All right, you're one for one. Question two: You played banjo player Pangle in the epic film Cold Mountain. Also in your band of deserters were Brendan Gleeson and what garage rocker? Jack White. Boom, boom. How yeah. cool is that? How am I going to forget that? I know, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know. It's a little from an outfit in Detroit. I don't know. <laughs> this sister, yeah. she just wanted to play drums all the time. I yeah. don't know. What's up with that? Yeah. yeah, that must have been a crazy, crazy shoot, too. It was insane. Like, it was awesome. I heard it was kind of brutal. In what way? Just like intensity-wise. It was, well, we were in... Uh, in the sticks in Romania, which wasn't isn't a whole lot of fun. Right, if you, if it's you pretty cushy Borat. lifestyle, I think. Yeah, <laughs> very cushy. Um, and, but it was fun. Yeah, I mean, it, I worked so infrequently over the course of those seven months. That yeah, I was seven months. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, in Romania. Did you just jam session with Jack? A lot of jam sessions. Me and Jack made uh, videos. Did some, you really? Some weird videos. Yeah, he has them still <gasps> on his computer. The last time I saw him, I made him play them for me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The people need to see them. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good Especially for Especially the people of Romania. The Blu-ray extras that they put <laughs> They finally put that out. For the centennial edition of that DVD. <laughs> it's a really deadly serious movie. And here's some wacky videos yeah. of Ethan and Shaq. Hey, man, do the toot face. <laughs> right. I had forgotten. Like, I just saw it once when it came out, and I liked it. But then I just revis- I was just looking at the cast list now, and I was like, good it's Lord. a great yeah. movie. I love the book. Are too. you a good actor? You're in this movie. Yeah. Like, Welcome to the movie. In this movie. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. It's what did Gleason's you do in most good. of that time off? I flew home a lot. I like, yeah. Um, I think I came home ten times. Oh wow. Yeah, but I once came home and got off the airport airplane and had a message saying, "Don't leave the airport." <gasps> so. Yeah, I flew back a lot, but sometimes, like, I flew back once for three weeks, and that was oh, great. Wow. And then other times, just for four or five days. Yeah. Woof. Yeah, that must have been crazy. Cold yeah. Mountain. Cold Everybody. Mountain. That's yeah. right. All right, question three. You played Dewey in the Denzel Washington Chris Pine train a running thriller, Unstoppable. Uh-huh. Dewey works for the AWVR, which stands for what? Um, something West Virginia. Railroad. Yes, the Allegheny and West Virginia. Oh, Railroad. I, I was. Gonna, I couldn't Allegheny. even give you a clue. Jesus I was Christ. like, yeah. There you go. <laughs> now, I, I read too that like Denzel like does not like heights, and so it was a big deal for him to stand on top of that train when they had to do it. I know nothing which about is that. Pretty crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, that movie was. was I think Denzel intense. isn't afraid of anything. That's what I think. Yeah, I think she's. That's right. a bullshit yeah. rumor. He'll kick that train. <laughs> yeah. First of all, I mean, it's the AWVR's fault for hiring you and, and T.J. Miller yeah. to work there. Have you had I mean, T.J. Miller on the show? Not yet. No, we've, but we want to. We've, and we've yeah. talked to him about it. Yeah, we've actually talked yeah. to him. We just haven't been able to schedule yet. He's awesome. He's great. Yeah. Funny, funny dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, great ensemble in that movie, too. All right, question four. This is one you've already answered. But you played frustrated teen William in Kevin Smith's Mallrats uh, studio. Uh, 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 originally Willem. Did, Willem, sorry. Yeah. Stupid idiot. Studio Call your stupid idiot. Amazing. Stupid idiot. Um, the studio originally didn't want Jason Mewes to play Jay and had what actor on standby? Seth Green and Breckenmeyer, one yeah. of them. Yeah. yeah. Seth Green's one, Seth I think Green. the one they actually had on standby yeah. for it. But In then, case yeah. Jay had a meltdown. Yeah. 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 You never know. Yeah. People are very I just, vulnerable. I had, a, I had the hardest time picturing that, like Seth Green with, with Kevin standing next to him. It was just, I mean, I think even Seth. W- 
at the at the pizza party was like this is so weird and not right. You know. I feel like that pizza party thing should be a new catchphrase. Don, what's his last name? Don Phillips. This is a total Don Phillips pizza party. Yeah. For just when it's like a it's really awful. uncomfortable situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it works. I mean, it was uncomfortable. Yeah, that sounds so scary to me. Here, team name at my next trivia thing, at Barney's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nobody will know what it means. <laughs> uh, and finally, question five: You played childhood buddy and weed seller Tuna in the Johnny Depp George Jung biopic Blow. In the scenes where the actors had to snort cocaine, what uh, did they snort instead? I mean, Other you, than cocaine. Are you asking what the official party line is on this <laughs> or what they actually snort? What that, um, the substitute uh, used. Powdered milk or baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah milk powder. Yeah. Or baby, baby babies. Powder. You know, all the things they cut cocaine with anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, Laxatives. My gosh. Ugh. I, uh, I no. actually wasn't in physically in any of the scenes where they snorted cocaine so, so that's, a, that's a tough that's a tricky uh question i might not have been privy to that information true true yeah. i want to see a list of all just look at all your character names because i feel like it gets pretty insulting <laughs> like yeah. oh i'm tuna, tuna. now <laughs> great. Pangle. great yeah <laughs> good old pangles yeah. here dewey dewey a lot of things that end Jingle. with an e I did. I did play Jingle. Who yeah. was Jingle? In uh, the the live action version of A Year Without Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> that gem. Well, at least Jingle makes sense for that context. Yes. Like Jingle and Jangle, the lively elves. Oh, man. The sprightly elves. Tis the season. Yeah. Tis the season. Now it's time for my questions. Okay. They're a lot harder. Yeah. You have scratch paper over Is there. there. Math? You really? have a TI 82. And I have none of these things. <laughs> gotcha. you You've been provided with all of them. Yeah. You, I hope you did your reading. Okay. Um, have you ever met an Olsen twin? No. Great. What if she was one like, wrong? <laughs> that is incorrect. 1997, yeah. sir. <laughs> it is documented. There was a pizza party. Yeah. You guys were up for the same party. You don't remember this? <laughs> right. Don Johnson's pizza party? <laughs> yeah, it was Don Johnson's pizza party. <laughs> Different pizza party. Everybody named Don should have a pizza party at some point. Don Rickles' pizza yeah. party. I'd watch that TV show, Don Johnson's Pizza Party. Yeah. I'd be all about awesome. that. I'd shop there. If it had <laughs> okay. Now, this is a really um, cerebral sort of question. Okay. So, I noticed your last name ends in an E sound. Uh-huh. And... If you, Giovanni Ribisi and Steve Buscemi, uh-huh. were, just go with me on that, yeah. we're all doing a movie together, what would it be? You get to create it now. Me, Giovanni, or well, I know you happen to be friends. super close friends called Vani. Mm-hmm. Can we say that too on the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, Vani uh, and Steve. Steve Bushimi. Yeah, that's me, yeah. Steve Bushimi. Hey. Are we really saying Shimi? Is that how he says it? I'm going to say Shemi. Yeah. But yeah. I just wanted to make more E, e sounds. E. Yeah. yeah. And their their E's come from an I. Right. Mine and yours is, is a double, double e, e, which is yeah. the classic. And my name starts with an E and ends with an E. Whoa. So it's almost a palindrome. Have we gotten into meta yet? It, yeah. Yeah. Except for the middle part, which makes it it's not, not a, a palindrome. palindrome at all. If you just took my <laughs> the first letter of my name and the last two letters of my last Total name. Total three-letter palindrome. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> I mean, your name backwards is Ilpusnate. So it's, so that's pretty it's, much it's, it's an Andrew really Bird fake palindrome. Is what yeah. it is. Um, I don't fucking know. Uh, is that a pass? Of us, no, I'm never going to pass. I'm not going <laughs> to fail this test. I just, and I like this want, test. Right? Um, I have a mustache now, so I'd like it if we all played cops. Oh, yeah. If we, if we remade Chips. 
and I would be Ponch, and Vani would be the other one nobody cares about, John, and yeah. Bushimi would play Chris Pine's dad. I'm glad you gave yourself there Ponch you because you need another name to add. To yeah, Ponch. That's what I want to play. The name tells the story. Yeah. Good answer. Okay. A wizard in Goblin King pants appears and offers you. Wow, either. So, wait a second. Wow, what? One more just time? go with the wizard. In oh. Goblin King pants? Yeah. What are those? Like Bowie were in Labyrinth? Yeah, it's oh, a Bowie question. Fantastic. <laughs> I like Bowie. It's All right. a Bowie question. That's how I got into it. Okay. Get it? So a wizard in Goblin King pants um, appears and offers you either, you get to pick, a day at any Bowie concert in history. Oh. Or I'm going. I, I don't even say the second part. A week vacation with Bowie now. For sure, I would want to go to the Ziggy Stardust the movie concert. 72 at the Santa Monica. For sure. Civic. Did you know in 1998 Bowie played a Halloween show with, uh, I think, with Nine Inch Nails mm-hmm. yeah, at, they'd, at they'd... the Palladium? Mm-hmm. And he played My Death. And when he stopped... Mid song, I was the only person who yelled me <gasps> in the whole audience. Whoa. I was the only, only person. One. That's sad. Yeah, but it's and also he magical. Up to the balcony <gasps> where I was. I don't think he saw me because it was. He probably dark, did. He, he saw you. You made eye contact. Me. He no, I don't think. Go so. ahead. I've Go seen, ahead. I've seen Bowie a couple of times. I have, I have kind of a sad Bowie story I can tell real quick. Oh. But it's not sad, sad. But uh, I had just seen him at the Warfield. This is in the Earthling tour, which is great. He starts out with Quicksand Acoustic, and it's just it's just an awesome tour. He also was part of of this radio station in San Francisco would do this kind of like holiday show. Um, and so it was called like the Christmas Ball or something. I can't remember what they called it or whatever. But it was – the lineup was pretty stellar. It was David Bowie, Bjork, The Verve, Everclear, and The Specials. Like that was the lineup. Wow. And it was on a Monday night and it was pouring buckets outside and they were doing the live simulcast on the radio for the show. And uh, – my team, the Detroit Lions, were from Detroit originally, was on Monday Night Football. I got into overtime, Your and I was team. like, so I'm going to go a little late, but Bowie's going to headline. You know, what's the big deal, yeah. right? So it's like 15, 20 minutes after the start, official start time of the show, and I get in my car to go, and then I turn on the simulcast, and the specials are playing. About five minutes later, that's over, and they go, all right, guys, coming up in about 10 minutes, David Bowie. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Why? Who was headlining? Why? Why would Bowie be going on now? So I'm listening to him play his set on the radio on the way there. Aww. And I had just already seen him, so it wasn't the worst thing in the world. But finally, I get there. I can't park anywhere near it, so I'm running in the rain. It's just I'm drenched. Epic, epic. I walk inside. I, they tear my ticket. He plays one and a half more songs and is done. Gets off stage. And I'm like, oh, Okay. All right. Well, you know, I just saw him. It's fine. They say I have the Verve and Bjork and whatever Everclear left. Come on. So none of that. Well, here's where it gets worse. The uh, they, they come up. I mean, the now, specials and, and Bowie are the only things that really exactly are. right. They go and now, ladies and gentlemen, Everclear. And I'm like, okay. So Everclear plays for like an hour. I'm like, why is Everclear playing so long? Then they get off and they're like, all right, that's it. Save, save your tickets. They'll be good for something else. Bjork had canceled because she had had nodes or something and had to get surgery done. <laughs> oh and Richard Ashcroft's dad had butter. just died, so he dropped out for the Verve. So the, neither of those teams played. Bowie went on early because his visa expired at midnight and he had to get out of the country. <laughs> oh, my God. So he's like, I need to go up early. So they put him on like at 8. Well, I'm glad that that was his decision and not the venues. I was going to be mad. Yeah, what a Literally, it's like I'm sitting there drenched to see Everclear play for an hour. Like, it was really disheartening. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. that. that Sorry to drag this this, uh, podcast Ah, down. Okay. I have two questions. If you had to live a year as any one of your characters, who would you live as? 
I'm a family man now, so I really want to answer it in that sense. Yeah. Because I get to keep my kids, I yes. assume, right? Yes. So I can't say tuna. That's irresponsible. No, that's totally irresponsible. <laughs> right. No, that's the first name that jumped into my mind because he had fun. Yeah. You know? Tuna had a lot of fun. He did. A joie de vivre, I think, is what he had. <laughs> um, so it's not him. I guess something boring like uh, the guy who was the who I don't even know his name who, who was the lab technician oh, yeah. in the fucking because he can hold down a job Darren Aronofsky movie yeah he had a job his name was probably like Cooter or something <laughs> I don't think he was even that Cooter fun. the lab technician I don't think he was even that fun Doctor Cooter it was like Ben oh yeah, wow just a normal guy well. Okay, good it makes choice. sense. Sorry. It makes sense. I have kids. I have children. I have. You to, have to think of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, can't all be pangolin and tuna <laughs> and you know. neo-Nazi. Right. Yeah. Well, I, he was never. That was never. <laughs> I mean, never, never, never on the list. Year of suicides. Yeah. You know. <laughs> okay. This is your final question. Okay. And it's the one you knew was coming. <laughs> You've angered a field fairy, and you must pick one of two punishments. Either a mushroom skin from the belly button down, which means your skin blooms fungus all the time. Whoa, I'm or... so lost. <laughs> so that, okay, so one of your, one of your, you have to choose between two penalties. So what did I do to anger the field fairy? You stomped on a gopher hole, okay. you thoughtless bastard. This is not something I actually did. No. Okay. No, this is a okay. theoretical. Okay, the theoretical, like, weird D&D question? More or less. It could be. Okay. Yeah. Roll this die. <laughs> Take this 12-sided okay. die to find your fate. So mushroom skin, and that means I break out in fungus. Yeah, from the navel down. Oh, okay. Just covered in bubbly fungus. Right. Or you always have a little dirt and mud dribbling from your nose and ear. <laughs> you know, you've been asked this so many times. <laughs> right. I, a stock I know, I hate that you know, have to this. this comes but... up every time. I feel like dirt and mud, mud is so much more confrontable than <laughs> navel down fungus. <laughs> right? Yeah, because yeah. I feel like if you had that dribbling, you'd be like, look, I work in a mine. I just got off work. Yeah. It's going to take a while. You can always Here's use Here's what excuse. I know. If I see a kid with dirt or mud <laughs> on their face, I am less panicked than if I'm aware of some fungus happening Growing on, on a their person. body. So <laughs> yeah. I would definitely go dirt and mud. Well, that yeah, could be hard for your seems... acting career. Uh, and the fungus <laughs> wouldn't be? What? Yeah, you can't function with the fungus. Yeah. It's truffles. It's a year, It's right? a delicacy. Or for the rest of my life. <laughs> it's forever i'm afraid you can't wipe this off no you can wipe it off it's just going to keep dribbling out like of your, out of your nose yeah like uh, i would say a thimble full every 10 minutes oh my god <laughs> this is a fucking faucet of dirt and mud. i don't You've know made your i refuse to answer this question no i think the back. answer was dirt i'm nose. gonna drop kick this fucking fairy <laughs> there you go yeah why not yeah just a fairy. The only person who's confronted a fairy in yeah. my question. I might kill the fairy. That, that might be my Well, answer. it depends. How many hit points do you have? Uh, a lot. Roll, Roll the dice. Plus 15, yeah. <laughs> All right, great. Uh, awesome. Well, What thanks. a note to end cool. on. Yeah. Uh, you, are, uh, you are on the Twitter. I am on the Twitter, that old Twitter. But I'm, I'm weaning off, I think. I'm weaning down. I haven't thought about killing my account like Steve Aggie. Yeah. But uh, but he's back too. That's right. People yeah. always come while. back. Yeah. They always come back. They always come back. So yeah. people can follow you on there at least for the time being. Yeah. Uh, it's just my wife is real excitable on there right now. Oh really? She's, she's swearing up a storm. What's her name on there? Uh, 
You don't know it's your not, wife's no, name? It's not her real name. Oh, told, well, sure. she says her real name if you look at her thing, yeah. but her real name is like so just thinking, I think. Ooh. Yeah, real. She's fancy. I'm going to find her. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Do you have any upcoming projects that people should keep an eye open for? I did a movie um, with Nick Cassavetes. Awesome. Uh, yeah, called Yellow, which should be out next year probably it's the story of the Coldplay song yes it is finally the story is told <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's just about the color <laughs> yeah I think it's a, it's about pills and addiction what's your name in that one uh Ethan no yeah <gasps> are you addicted to pills no is this- <laughs> no I'm not. Just, I'm a not. Yeah. Just a coincidence. It's not, it's not, in fact, in fact, in the movie, I am a junkie. I am not oh. a pill addict. The, oh. the main girl in the movie is, a, is, a, is addicted to pills. Well, we'll watch it and it'll be sad. And so then we'll watch uh, Remember the Titans again. Yeah. And Jingle. And get super stoked on life. So, yeah. Oh, man. The underdog can overcome. That's right. And I'll meanwhile tune into Without a Paddle to see the gun swapping out. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, I like you're see going that through commentary. your weapons on some first person shooter. Is yeah. that on the DVD? Like the commentary? Yeah. Oh my and, gosh. And it's a weird commentary too because you can see us watching the movie. Like oh, they did those pictures in the pictures for a while. Yeah. yeah, I never. Those are the only one I've done. It was it was an awkward experience because I remember being self conscious, fighting with the director, like "fuck you, Brill." And I it was, was a right. real, was it a real, like, not a fun exchange? It was like a heated exchange? He was mad. He was mad at me. And I was going like, look, <laughs> let the guys go. We're not going <laughs> to kill him. Like, you and I, as the director and the guy playing the guy, we know they get away. <laughs> so that's one thing. And then our characters probably are assuming as much. We've been chasing them through the fucking forest for three days. <laughs> they keep beating us. I love that without go. a paddle as your like most method and oh, yeah. dark approach. It would have, by, as far as anything I've done. But I also will say that it could have been just laziness. It yeah. could have really been a rationalization for not wanting to hold my hand up. And that is a distinct possibility. <laughs> if I'm trying to be responsible for my life, I will admit to that. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's a good example to my kids. Yeah. That's, there you go. I keep forgetting you got those. You have to do a good job. Yeah. That do. ups the bar. Yeah, I have four. Oof. And they're all girls. Do not so mess up. Real messy they're very fragile. Yeah, that's right. We can have all sorts of issues, just so you know. I know. Girls are very complicated. Yes, you are. One wrong move and bluey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was an Andy Griffith quote. That was nice. Okay. That's yeah. a good thing to end on. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Uh, Thank follow you. Ethan on Twitter at Ethan Supli. You don't need to follow me. I'm boring on Twitter. <laughs> My wife is a barrel of laughs. We'll find her and we'll follow your projects instead of you on Twitter. Okay, that's yeah, right. I'm 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 getting away from the Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're not. Liberate so yourself. Follow the podcast on there. At I'm going to follow podcast. you guys on Twitter. You gotta. You gotta. You sent me something on Twitter. I did. We've that's, already done that's that. How, yeah. I, should be I, haven't, I haven't moved in on you, but it is the day. Uh, yep. Uh-huh. Well, you can follow us on there, too. I'm at Cole Stratton. I'm at Vanessa Ryan. And the podcast is at PMC Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for being here, Ethan. Thanks Yay! for having me. Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com. And follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh-huh.